Before we get started, I wanted to read a few thoughts that you shared with me about the show by leaving reviews on Apple Podcast and other places where you listen to the show. First, Conjury wrote in that I get something from every single show, very inspirational and thought-provoking. I find myself reading the very best book recommendations and have grown and been inspired to become, I love this, Conjury, an even better version of myself. All right, Condry, well said. That's awesome. And I want to thank you for listening. And I really want to thank you for the review. And here's one more from our friend B. Fawcett23. In a world filled with hate and divide, the Live Inspired podcast is a perfect place to retreat and recharge your batteries. B. Fawcett, my friend, that is awesome. So cool. And it is exactly why we are here. The feedback that you are all leaving totally fires me up. Yes, it's great encouragement to continue doing the work that I'm doing, but even more important is the work that we do together. You see, your reviews are the number one way that new friends find out about our show and then join in on the Live Inspired movement. The number one way people discover our show and their opportunity to live an inspired life with us. There's a direct correlation, meaning the more ratings and the more reviews that our show has, the more people will be able to discover us. And then together, we can live inspired. So do me a quick favor right now. Get ready to hit pause. Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you listen to it. Right now, just take a minute. That's just about all it takes. Pause this episode, rate and review the show wherever you're listening. And if you've not yet subscribed to it, then do it right now. Take a moment, just subscribe to it while you're there. I'll be waiting right here for you when you return. My friends, thank you for doing that and thank you for being part of our Live Inspired community. Welcome to the Live Inspired podcast with John O'Leary. John is the number one national best-selling author of the book On Fire. He's a world-class inspirational speaker and he's the host of the Live Inspired podcast. John interviews extraordinary individuals on their life story so that you can wake up from accidental living and more fully live your life story. Here's your host, John O'Leary. Well, hello, my friends. This is John O'Leary, and welcome to the Live Inspired Podcast and the Live Inspired Movement. On every Live Inspired Podcast episode, we have amazing guests joining us to share their stories, their challenges, their opportunities, their lessons, and ultimately what it means for us. But today, before I introduce the guest of the hour, I want you to look onto the horizon. Go ahead, I don't care where you are, working out, at home, driving, look out over the horizon. What do you see? What do you see just past the horizon? Come on, look closer. If you're like me, you see it next week staring right at you. It is called Valentine's Day. It is on the horizon. It is what I know everybody's favorite holiday, baby, and it is around the corner. Greeting card companies and jewelry stores, chocolate factories, and flower shops have done a terrific job at painting that this holiday ought to be one of giving gifts. But on this episode, whether you have a sweetheart or not, whether you enjoy Valentine's Day, it is your favorite of days or not, I want to give you some practical tips for not only providing an awesome gift to someone special in your life, but in tapping into a remarkable, life-giving, life-affirming power. It's the power of love within your own life. As we move forward today, we're going to be talking about fear. We'll talk a bit about love. 
We'll talk about setting the world on fire with the power of your love. We're gonna be talking about one thing, just one thing that you can do to ensure that someone in your life has an awesome Valentine's Day. It's gonna be different than what you expect. And finally, and this might be the most exciting part, we are gonna be talking about at the very end how one assignment, when you accept this assignment, when you accept this task, when you accept this challenge, how you can earn a $100 gift card. Yes, you heard me right. Dinner is on me. If you accept the challenge, and I'm looking forward to providing more details as we progress forward. So my friends, here we go. I want you all to buckle up, pour yourself some coffee, or if you prefer, some champagne. Open wide your minds, open even wider your hearts as we step into the conversation today on igniting and sharing the power of love. All right, my friends, before we dive into the topic of today, I want you to recognize that there are two powerful motivating forces in your life today. There are two great powers that guide your thoughts, they guide your beliefs, they guide your attitude, your perceptions, your perspectives, your attitude, your actions, your results. In other words, these two powerful motivators guide your life. The first great motivating force, I want you to write this one down, is fear. Fear is a powerful motivating force. Now, fear may get you to set your alarm clock, okay? It may get you out of bed, but it won't really open up your eyes to the possibility within the day. Fear may get you into the office on time, but it won't engage with your coworkers, with your students, with your patients, with the work at hand while you're there. Fear may get you into the gym, but it won't allow you to pour your best into the work that you're doing while you're there. Fear may get you home to be there on time for the dinner table conversation, but it won't allow you to actually put down the phone to engage, to look into the eyes of those who ought to mean the most to you. So fear is a fine motivator. It gets you moving forward, but it doesn't ultimately elevate our performance throughout our days, our relationships, our spiritual journey, our work, or our lives. I remember kind of growing up in a somewhat fear-based family. At the age of nine, and I would imagine the majority of you have heard part of this story. If not, I encourage you right now to go to your local bookstore and check out the book on fire. But here we go. That's a little commercial for uh, the number one national bestselling book on fire. But in that book, and I recognize so many of you have heard this story. I had the experience of playing with fire and gasoline, of blowing myself up, of changing my life physically and in every other way, but also of recognizing I did not only change my life, I changed my brothers. I, I know that what he saw that day changed him. I changed my four sisters. I knew that what they witnessed that day would change them too. And I knew I changed my parents. Um, not only their role as parents, but I recognized leaving the house that day in the back of an ambulance, looking out the back door. Yes, my siblings were in the front yard on a January morning, but they were in the front yard because their house was burning. The smoke chased them out and their life was forever different and I think forever challenged in some regard because of my experience, because of what I did. And so that day in the hospital room, in the bedroom, in the ED, looking up at the bright light coming down on me, I had one very clear thought. On the horizon of my life that day, my thought was, oh my gosh, my dad is going to kill me. My father is going to absolutely lose it. He's going to go home from the office. You know, I, I thought I got in trouble when I got a little grass stain on my khaki pants a few weeks earlier. No, I just blew up his house, dad. 
is going to kill you, boy. I knew it. I hear his voice down the hall. The roar of the lion is coming closer to me. He's speaking to a nurse. And the question my dad asked was, where is my boy, John? And as a little guy in the back of that room, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, the old man has come to finish me off. You know, this this guy is coming to finish me off. It's over. Well, the nurse does me no favor. She should have called security, but instead she brings him back into this room. He pulls back the curtain and this old angry guy, and he was old. um, He was 41 years old. Okay, it's all perspective, isn't it, people? Before you turn the channel, it is all perspective. When you're nine years old, 41 is ancient. Well, now that I'm beyond 41, it seems kind of young to me. But back in the day, I thought he was old. I knew he was mad. He walks over to me. He points down, finger now in my face, and he says these words. John, look at me when I'm talking to you. So, I mean, that's the kiss of death. I know I'm busted. I look up at my dad, finger still in my face, and he says this. I have never been so proud of anybody in my entire life. And my little buddy today, this morning, I'm just proud to be your dad. And then my dad says this, and uh, all the little cupids out there, I want you to write it down. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I remember after hearing it the third time through, I shut my eyes at age nine, I crossed my arms and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, nobody told my dad what happened. The old guy doesn't know. Maybe I can get away with this thing. But listeners of the Live Inspired podcast, I am pretty convinced right now, whether you read the book or you've heard me speak, or maybe this is your first show, you know dad knows what happened. And he also knows the power of forgiveness. He also understands the power of focusing on the things and the people that actually matter. He came in with some anxiety. He came in with some fear. He probably came in with some anger. But when he came face to face with his nine-year-old child laying there shivering in this ER room with no clothes and no skin, my dad changed. There are two great motivating forces in your life. One of them is fear. We talked a bit about it. You already know it to be true. And if you want to learn a little bit more about fear, don't listen to my podcast. Just turn on the evening news because all they do is spread and spew fear or open up your local paper or listen around at the coffee shop, wherever you hang out and you grab your coffee. Fear is everywhere. But so is the other great motivating force. And it's the one my dad leveraged that day. It changed his life. It changed mine. It's changed our journey since in the 32 years that have followed. And when we leverage it, not only in February, not only as we move toward Valentine's Day, but beyond, it will change yours too. And that great motivating force, write it down, love, love. There are two forces in your life. But the cool thing today, my friends, we get to choose which one is going to motivate us forward. We choose love. And recently I put a post out there on Facebook and I said, hey, give me a couple of words that for you describe love. I put it out there, I had no idea what the community might come back with. And what I found very quickly was people were engaged with this one. We had hundreds of people write in, hundreds of people responded to this. And some of them were uh, words like compassion or grace or forgiveness. Some of them were um, sensual, right? Desire, perfect. That, that was some of the, the words. But the three most common words, selfless, selflessness, and compassion. Those are great words. I want you to write them down. So as we move toward giving chocolates and roses and jewelry and anything else you want to give away on the 14th, selfless, selflessness, and compassion. 
And it makes me wonder, I, I, I wonder if people even know what that word really means. Our community seems to, we seem to, does Webster. So here's what Webster says about love. Love is a strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. Well, that's cool. The second definition, there's four, an unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another. And then write this one down, a cause for someone or something greater than self. That is love. That's the second definition. Third, a tremendous devotion for someone or something. And then fourth, Valentine's Day, sweethearts, an attraction based on sexual desires, affection, or tenderness felt between lovers. Well, that's going to be a great podcast. We might talk a little bit more about that one next. We get ready for it. Les Parrott's going to be gone. You're going to love it. But before we get there, we're going to be focused more primarily on the first three definitions. Valentine's Day and the marketed engine that has promoted it has focused on the definition of desire. In fact, last year, 18, not 100, not 1,000, not million, $18 billion were invested in this celebration of Valentine's Day, gifts being exchanged. This year, I wanna give you a different, less expensive, and I think far superior and more significant way to celebrate the special person or the special people in your lives. And they don't have to be your sweetheart. It can be family members, it can be friends, it can be coworkers. I'm looking around the studio right now. Before I tell you a couple things that I've learned along the way, I want you to think of someone special in your life. Okay, this could be a partner, it could be a spouse, it could be a child, a parent, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a loved one, a neighbor, a colleague, maybe it's a friend, an old coach, a teacher. I want you to think of one person. And if, you, if one comes to mind right away, great, maybe put a comma behind it, but start with one person who has inspired you or encouraged you or led you to become an even better version of yourself. Okay, I need you to write that down because we're gonna be coming back to that person later on. One person who has inspired you, encouraged you, led you to become an even better version of yourself. I'm gonna share with you two people today. You heard about my dad. Those of you who followed the podcast for a while, you know about my mom. If not, check out the very first podcast we did. I interviewed my hero, mom. It's a great interview, it's a great lady. So that one was easy. Those are two names that are at the top of my list, but I wanna give you two more today. One of them, her name is Beth. Middle name is Grace, last name, O'Leary. I had the great honor of marrying this person about 15 years ago. I've been in, passionately and wildly in love with her for about 20 years. But I recognized a couple of years ago, one of my weaknesses is to take things for granted. I, I take my health for granted. I don't know about you. I take my employment for granted. I don't know about you. I take my life for granted too frequently. And I discovered myself taking my wife for granted and just was not cool with it. I didn't know exactly how to make sure I kept her in front of me, but I came up with an idea that really worked for me. And I think this is gonna work for you too. What I did on the start of, of January in 2017, on January 1, is I wrote a little love letter to Beth. I didn't tell her I was doing this, but I wrote a note to her on Jan 1, acknowledging how cool she is, how special she is, how loving she is, how generous she is, how beautiful she is, how fun she is, and why I'm so wild about her. And every day in that week, and then in that month, and then throughout the months that followed for 12 straight months in a leather-bound journal, I kept a diary of things that she did and reasons why I loved her. I wanted to track how great she was. I found myself focusing 
on the things that we weren't doing well. And I wanted to make sure the things that were going splendidly well were in front of me and then eventually celebrated with her. But I never told her, told her I was doing this. It was a secret. And then on 12, 25, 17, while the kids were opening up their presents, I handed Beth a Christmas present. I, I, uh, I do a pretty weak job wrapping. I usually use whatever newspaper clippings are around me. So I wrapped it in the funny pages from the day before. I taped it up. I handed it to her. She opened it up, took a sip of her coffee, looks down and sees this old beat down leather bound journal, has no idea what it is. I mean, who gives someone a used journal for Christmas? Well, I do. She opened it up to page one and it said, January 1, 2017, the first words, dear Beth, and I'm not gonna read what I wrote. I think that's between my wife and me, but you can imagine it was my heart poured out onto that page. And as she read that first page, she turned and on the second page, it said, January 2, 2017, dear Beth. For an entire year, she was able that day to read through and look back at how awesome our year was together. It was a long love letter. It took me an entire year to do. And my challenge to you today is not to do that necessarily. If you wanna do it, come on, go all in. But my challenge to you is, can you find one person And can you find three minutes to write them a letter that shares with them why they mean so much to you? A couple stories of how they touched you. A couple stories maybe of of how meaningful they are to you. Write them a love letter. Write them a real heartfelt, gratitude-filled love letter. And it does not need to be to your special sweetheart, okay? The other letter that I wrote was not to Beth. It was not to a girlfriend. It was not to my current wife. It was actually to a friend of mine, a friend of mine named Jack Buck. For those of you who don't know the name Jack Buck, you you don't know what Jack Buck did for me. You can go back and listen to the Joe Buck interview. I interviewed Jack's son. His name is Joe. He's a famous broadcaster himself. Or you can Google Jack and the kid. That's a cool story of Major League Baseball and how they, they produced a beautiful story of how this famous Hall of Fame announcer permanently changed a little boy's life. It's a powerful story, and we're not going to use the majority of this podcast to unpack it. But out of all the individuals who did not carry the last name O'Leary, who stepped into my life, the one who most profoundly and permanently changed my life was Jack Buck. And over the years of service and over the years of love and over the years of selfless giving, I never really said thank you. Now, as a kid, as he visited me in the hospital, I said, hey, thanks for coming. When he gave me the 60 baseballs, I said, hey, thanks. That's really cool. When he gave me the crystal baseball, I wrote him a little love letter back, but it was short and to the point and done like a 22-year-old boy might write a letter. I never really said, Jack, you have changed my life. I'm here maybe in part today because of you. I'm grateful. I'm humbled. I thank you and I love you. I never wrote that letter. And so when his family called the day that their dad passed away, my heart broke because I recognized that part of the chain was never connected. I I never fully gave back to the guy who gave me so much. And so what I did that day, my Valentine's Day listeners, is I wrote a heartfelt, tear-filled letter to my hero, Jack Buck. It was three pages in length. I wrote the letter. I poured my heart into it. I poured my soul into it. I poured tears over it. And right now, some of you are thinking, dude, did you forget he died? Not at all. That's actually what triggered me to finally move. I wrote this letter. And then after the funeral, I called his wife. Her name's Carol. And I took her out and I read her this love letter. 
And then I, I took someone else out. His name is Joe. It's Jack's son. He's a broadcaster himself. And I said, hey, Joe, I, I want to begin this by apologizing for not being the friend to your dad that he was to me. And that's hard words to share. But I opened with those words. I started wiping my tears as I read the words, dear Jack. And then I wrote a three-page letter that I wrote to his dad. And I said, hey, Joe, I wanted you to hear this. I wanted you to have it. Then I handed him the letter because I wanted this son to recognize the impact that his daddy had on me. So my friends, those are two love letters that I wrote. One of them took 360 or so days. One of them took one night packed with tears and emotion and a couple of visits with friends. What I'm convinced of today as you listen to my voice is there is one person in your life who has elevated your game. There is one announcer, one rabbi, one teacher, one pastor, one friend, one parent. Should I go through all the job titles of life? Okay, I will. One spouse, one child, one neighbor. You got it now, okay? There is one person who has invited you in to become a better, bigger, bolder, more loving version of who you are. Who is it? Have you told them? I'm going to save you right now about $18 on roses or save you a couple hundred bucks on jewelry. You can still do that stuff later on. But what that person really longs for in the 14th is true reckoning of how their life has affected yours. And so I'm inviting you right now to let them know, to spend a few minutes, to let them recognize the impact that they have had on you. So here we go. I told you at the very front of our conversation, you needed a name because it's gonna plug back into what we call the love letter challenge. Every day I try to write a love letter to somebody. Sometimes it comes nicely bound in a book given to my wife on Christmas. Other times it's scribbled onto the back of a napkin. Maybe it's me giving it to a friend saying, hey, just thinking about you and I think you're awesome. It does not need, this is key, to be extravagant. It does not need, this is as important, to be expensive. It does not need to be high quality. It just needs to be from your heart and it needs to convey a message of love in a marketplace that is ripe with fear. Every day we have an opportunity to tell someone else that we love them. Yes, that other stuff matters, but don't wait till February 14th to do it yourself. Before we get into the challenge, okay? This is what we've all been waiting for. This is your opportunity to have John O'Leary and the Live Inspired Network treat you and that special someone to dinner. But before we do, I wanna share with you one of my favorite quotes about love because I'm pretty convinced there that in our lives, we are being motivated from some sense of motivation. Something's guiding our thoughts, something's guiding our hearts, something's guiding our words, let it be love. So here we go. This is one of my favorite quotes from a guy named Pedro Arupe. Here he says this, what you are in love with, what seizes your imagination will affect everything. What you are in love with, Live Inspired Community, what seizes your imagination will affect everything. It will decide what gets you out of bed in the mornings, what you do in the evenings, how you spend your weekends, what you read, who you know, what breaks your heart and what amazes you. And then he says, fall in love, stay in love, and it will decide everything. It's a choice. It's a choice not only to fall into love, but to also let those around us know that we are in love with them. It does not need to be, be a sweetheart, okay? That's, can't say that loud enough. It does not need to be a sweetheart. So now it's your turn. Make it your own. Prepare yourself to enter the love letter challenge that I hope my stories have inspired and excited and motivated and ignited you to want to write someone a love letter. Again, 
It can be a spouse, a parent, a child, a neighbor, a friend, an old coach, whomever. Identify that person in your life who would benefit from you writing down those words of love. Don't hone in on the last sensual definition of love yet. Wait a few weeks for that one. Sometimes it's just the power of unconditional love, selflessness, compassion, selflessness. Here we go. Think of that someone and accept this challenge. You ready for it? I need an answer, yes or no. Are you ready to accept the challenge? I want you to upload a picture. It can be of you, a loved one. It could be you holding a pen about to write. It could be you in front of the keyboard about to type. It could be a picture of your letter if you're so bold, whatever it may be. I'm stepping into this challenge. I will be posting my love letter I wrote to Jack Buck. So I'm joining you on this one. I ask you now to simply, when you're ready for it, upload a picture to social media with the hashtag love letter challenge. Post it onto Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, wherever you're hanging out. Tag me, John O'Leary, and use the hashtag Love Letter Challenge. I want you to do all of this by 11.59 Central Time on Sunday, February 10th to be entered into an opportunity to win dinner on O'Leary, $100 to a restaurant of your choice for you and for a loved one. I Seriously, I'm fired up just sharing this. I can't wait to see the pictures coming in. Can't wait to see the notes going out. Can't wait to see the love being shared. Can't wait to see the fear being beat back. I'm excited for you all to accept this challenge. I want you to be bold. I want you to post this, not just to win, but as a public declaration, you're in, you're engaged, you're grateful, you're in love in the best of your days. The best of your days and the relationship and in your life are in front of us. Yes, I too am going to step into this challenge and I'll be posting my love letter that I wrote Jack Buck. So be on the lookout for that one. All right, my friends, I'm gonna repeat the instructions one more time just so it's crystal clear. Upload a picture to social media with a hashtag love letter challenge, love letter challenge. Post it onto Facebook or Twitter, Instagram. I want you to tag me, John O'Leary, and then use the hashtag love letter challenge by 1159 this Sunday, February 10th, to be entered into an opportunity to win $100 my treat, your restaurant, your choice, your loved one. It's going to be awesome. Before you disappear from this podcast and take a little bit of time to write that love letter, I'm going to go back to our dear friend, Pedro Orupe. Here we go. What you are in love with and who you share it with will seize your imagination. It will affect everything. It will decide what gets you out of bed in the mornings, what you do with your evenings, how you spend your weekends, what you read, who you know, who you write love letters to, what breaks your heart, what amazes you. Fall in love, stay in love, and it will decide everything. My friends, I accept the love letter challenge. I am assuming all of you do as well. I can't wait to see you online. So for this time and until next time, this is Cupid, better known to many of you as John O'Leary, and today is your day. Love and live inspired. All right, my friends, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget the best way to help other people discover it is to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to the podcast. So if you have not yet, please take just a moment of your precious time right now. I'll wait to rate, review, and subscribe to the Live Inspired Podcast with John O'Leary. My friends, thank you for taking the time to join me today. 
Thank you for leaving your reviews and thank you for all that you do. It matters profoundly and so do you. The best is yet to come and this is your day. Live inspired.